So I found out something really, really interesting on the internet, which apparently I am very behind on because I don't know anything anymore. But uh, here we are. I have discovered that Brad Pitt's 27-year-old girlfriend, who I didn't know existed before fairly recently, might be married in an open marriage to a 68-year-old man. So she's pretty much like married to her grandpa and dating Brad Pitt, who's a cross between dad and her grandpa i don't know i'm i'm being mean about this just for a second but she's 27 she's been married supposedly to her husband for the past eight years which means she married him at 19 and um, brad pitt is 56 years old so she has a type she likes older men and that's totally fine and i respect that but also comma however slash dot 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 you know what i'm saying (laughs) Yeah, um, hmm. That's, I'm sorry, I've introduced a lot of information at once. Because I'm just like, oh, Brad Pitt has a girlfriend. That's nice. Oh, she's 27. Okay. Oh, she's married to somebody else. Oh, oh, it's an open relationship. Okay. And the other man is 60? 68. 68. Oh, boy. A lot of information at once. That's, um, I know that's wild information. So my mind is going all over the place. Yeah, definitely has a type. I mean, you know, young girl and uh, old rich man is not a nothing new. But but no, young, it's not new. But young girl and old rich man and also Brad Pitt is a crazy combination. Like that's just, you know, I don't know. That's like that's like life bingo or something. Yeah, I didn't have it on my twenty twenty bingo card. Apparently, they've been dating since last year because they met at her husband's restaurant or one of her husband's restaurants Oh, wow. while he was doing his press tour for that movie he did, uh, that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing. That's the rumor. Okay, so the, this is just all rumor. I cannot prove any of this. I of course have not. not. Allegedly, yada, yada, yada. Or anything. Don't sue us, Brad Pitt. We have no money. Yeah, we have no money. So, I mean, you could sue us if you want to, but you're going to get shit. So let's just put yeah, that out right. there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting. So of course the, the highlight, the, the big thing drawing people is like, oh my God, Brad Pitt's girlfriend is in an open marriage. But the thing that's drawing me is like, okay, you're 27 with a kid and your husband's 68 and Brad is 56. And I just feel like there's something really weird happening here. And I, you know, I feel this way about all relationships that have significant age gaps like this. So it's not just a, well, because she's 27 and he's, you know, he's 68 and it's creepy or something. I don't think it's creepy. I mean, I do, but I also don't. Um, (laughs) If they started dating when they started, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, because it feels like grooming, right? It feels like he was, how long were they dating before they got married? Like, if they got married at 19, what what did that dating process look like? She wasn't even, okay, so. I mean, I don't think they need to be dating that long. I feel like she'd be pretty easy to convince considering he's rich i'm just <laughs> saying no offense i'm just yeah 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 so think of it this way like if okay if she was in the u.s for example she's not she's not american she's german i think is oh she's okay. so legally you can drink at 18 in germany that's fine oh, okay. but in the u.s you can't drink till you're 21 so you can't even rent a car at 19 you can't drink. You can't rent a car. Can't do shit. You can get married. You can go to war. I think you can maybe buy cigarettes. But <laughs> really, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, but honestly, how? You know, I want to talk to Nicole. I want to talk to Nicole. I want to find out what it's like being married to an old man. Well, older man. I don't want to call him like old. Eh, older. He's pretty old. 
he's he's a little bit. Oh, he's not as old as Anna Nicole Smith and her hubby, where that was a big age gap. She seemed really like that. I don't know how that happened, but so outside of the initial creepiness, what what I'm thinking about is the fact that she, you know, married this older, let's say, man, and if it's a typical sugar daddy, sugar baby situation, I'm sure the only thing she's ever thought of is like, well. She's going to be stuck with this this old ass man. I don't know if he's attractive. Maybe he's attractive. Maybe he's a, one of those silver foxes type people. But then imagine thinking you're only going to be with this one old man and you know, you're just taking one for the team. And all of a sudden, now Brad Pitt is in your life. Considered, you know, one of the more attractive men in the world by, you know, people. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is like a weird thing. And then also, he's also rich. So it's not even like, you know, it's not even like a typical, oh, you have a rich man who's your main, and then your your side your side man is a a waste man, but him cute. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt is not a waste man, not this ever. Is like like your side man is like technically possibly an upgrade. I don't know what their their like net values compared to. I wonder if that comes up. They're just like, you know, you don't have more money than him, mm. right? And you're like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This Okay, is that something that would really come up in a relationship? You know what? I don't want to speculate. I don't want to pretend I know. I don't. I don't know anything. All I know is that this was reported as news, and I didn't find out about it until recently. And I thought we had to talk about it because I was very curious. I mean, um, it, it is in our world. It's, it's. It's. Yeah, it's it's in the non-monogamous world. This is true. So it it is relevant. What? Even though this goes further as the uh, narrative that. No, monogamy is some rich white white bullshit. Like, it does, right? It's literally the the, the whitest and richest of people. Right, it made me so mad. I wish Idris Elba and his wife had come out as not monogamous instead. Oh, like, I, bet you, be, I bet you, I bet you did. Better. <laughs> not just because I want him to date me, not just because his wife and I are the exact same age, and it means that I had a chance all this time. Just because it would be interesting. I just feel like 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 the, the day that announcement comes out, whatever I don't know if he got DMs, I don't know how you can contact him, but it'll just be like DMs and mail and emails and like carrier pigeons just coming to him of just shots shooting from every direction. So it would be like Harry Potter, like in book one, when they keep sending him the thing like, Hey, you've been accepted to Hogwarts. Oh wow. And they're like fucking running away, just like spammed with owls and letters. That's exactly what it just DM would be like. You know, it's crazy actually to get that reference. Yeah, and then I guess the wife would be like the parents trying to hide. She'd be like, no, no, stop messaging my man. And we're like, Haha, you thought. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, okay. That was that was a fun, that was a fun break. I, I of course I brought up Harry Potter. It was either that or romance novels, right? Speaking of romance novels, surprise, I can do that too. Um, I was on my favorite romance podcast, Shelf Love. The episode came out on Saturday, which would have been the fifth. Uh, yes, yeah, the fifth. Whenever that was, but it's out now. So good yeah, thing to this, it's out now. It's out now. Um, the link, of course, is in our bio because you know we try to share all the stuff that we do outside the thing. Sham's working on like a separate, super secret side project that he's not telling me about that I also kind of know about that hasn't yeah. been recorded yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, working was a strong yeah. word, but you know. <laughs> It's something, you know, he's going to be on his on a, on a secret, top secret special episode of another podcast soon. So, of course, when that happens, we will share the links as well. Because mm. we're awesome people like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I know this focus on Jen. 
you know, you've heard Jen dish about books on this podcast before. You know, she loves her books. And by loves, you know, she, she tears them apart critically. In a nice way, I try. And, you I know, do. generally when she does that, I just kind of sit here like, uh-huh. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, more than just that. I'm not just literally going through those. Even though it might seem that way. <laughs> but this is a chance <laughs> we can actually hear her going back and forth with someone else who's actually deep into books as well. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Andrea's great. She's a friend of the pod. I'm a friend of her pod. Like, we just, there's a great connection there. Um, I hope that she brings me back to talk about Nam Nam Mean Romance. This sounds like I'm pressuring her, but this is a conversation we've actually had on the internet. Other people have seen this. Don't worry, guys. I'm not, like, trying to be shady. But it's not like, uh, like, I know you you say it off air so that, you know, she feels the pressure of us, like, oh, well, now I have to do it. You actually said it to her face. Yeah, no, I said I said it in her text messages. I've said it on her Facebook pages, <laughs> not Facebook, uh, Twitter. You know that other thing. Yeah, I said it on her Twitter page. I've said it in many places. The, I even got on her podcast because I was like, "Listen, I think my fans want me to be on your podcast. You should, fans, you should retweet this and tell her to let me on the podcast." She was going to do it anyway. It was just for fun at that point. But okay, yes. that's that part's only like pressure. But you know, it's a good that kind. That was the fair. The good kind. The good kind. Because you know what? Yeah. It got her on the it got her on the pod, and that's all we really wanted. That's all we really wanted. And speaking of amazing things that are going on, we want to talk to you guys a bit more about altplayground.net, right? They're our, our sponsor and for friends. The show. Yeah, they're our friends, they're our sponsors, and people have asked us, they're like, what is this alt playground thing? Like, what's that about? Like, what is, what's what's going on there? And I was like, you know, clearly you haven't been listening to our beautiful ads about this, but that's okay, because I can dive in again. So, Alt Playground's mission, like, I'm going to tell you what it is. They want to be the most inclusive and modern lifestyle site out there. Yeah. Spoiler alert, they kind of already are. Yep, so they are. Exactly. Putting in that work. Just the, 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 the more you go through it, the more they grow, the more they, like, reveal, like, new features and, like, who they're including. including. It's like, yeah, they're definitely oh, yeah. the most inclusive yeah. and modern. Like, you got to oh. see that website to understand what we mean. It is beautiful. Like I said, when we say the most inclusive also, like, what do we mean? Well, they offer different gender identifications, different relationship dynamics, and sexual identifications as well to ensure that all non-monogamous people, like all of us, like every single one of us who practice non-monogamy, whether you be swinging, poly, it don't matter. Whatever you do, whoever you identify as, whatever you identify as, they want to make sure that all non-monogamous people feel comfortable and included by being on the site, which I think is very important. So there's like, like Oprah right now, just like, you feel comfortable, and you feel comfortable, and you feel comfortable. Everybody in this crowd feels comfortable. That's all I'm right now. <laughs> exactly that. That that Oprah, yep, there we go. Like, you get a car, you get a car, you're comfortable, you're comfortable. We got all that. Sorry to have no cars uh, for you. Just yeah, got no to stay there. Yeah, just, okay, that's great. We should clarify that. Yeah, so I said they come out with new features to ensure they're keeping up with the diverse needs of the users, right? So probably wondering, what does that mean? Hey, remember at the beginning of COVID when everyone was kind of like, huh, all the dating apps decided they were going to do video date features in their apps? Ha <laughs> ha, all Playground already did that. Yeah. Boom, already got it done. It's already set up. You can do virtual play dates. That's what I call them, virtual play dates. And that's just one way in which they're putting out new features to support people. And the site isn't about them. Like, of course, it's about them being able to facilitate and be amazing. But it's them doing that for us. 
Yes. You know what I mean? It's, the it's users. all about users. It's about you right now. Yeah, that's right. You listening at home in your couch. Huh? Huh? How many of you are on your couches? Or, Did I get you? Or on your bed? Or in your car? Or on the floor? I don't know. Wherever you guys are at. So you want to join us. We've talked about our community on altplayground.net. We've talked about it before. We want you guys to be a part of this amazing lifestyle website. So what you should do is click either the banner at the bottom of our webpage, the link. It's going to be in our show notes or just be lazy or productive, I guess, and type in altplayground.net in your browser and just do it that way and be a part of the Alt Playground family. Boom. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> that was the sound of the mic. Okay. <laughs> that was the sound of the mic. I can't with us. Okay. Now that I've said all that, I'm Jen. Nope. I'm Sham. And, and we're monogamous. It's not it's not it's not exactly. again and you got i mean we did not go for the longest intro ever category this time yeah. sometimes i just watch the timer ticking away as we're recording and i'm like wow jen you ain't shit yeah i'm a couple of times where i just looking i was like are we still in the intro or is this the, the regular podcast i'm not sure anymore <laughs> well yeah see we're now in the meat of the matter we are now in the heartiest part mm. of the podcast that doesn't. That sounds weird, but I'm gonna go with it. It's just it's happening. Yes, we're in the um, big, so, beefy, yeah, saucy, yeah. juicy, other words yeah, for me that part. of the podcast. All of those things. We are there. Sorry for the if you're last vegan. Couple of weeks. Well, if you're vegan, we're on whatever the vegan version of that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not vegan, so I don't care. <laughs> but the last couple of weeks, we had interviews, so we debated. A bit, because usually, you know, we try not to do too many interviews back to back. Yeah. We try to have at least like one full episode in between. But honestly, these interviews just kind of worked well together, in my opinion, because we talked to Vanilla Rose about aromanticism and polyamory, and then we talked to Intimacy about asexuality and polyamory. Yes. You might have heard a question I asked probably both of them in different ways. I think I asked Intimacy if... Um, she was also aromantic, or they were also aromantic. Did I ask that? Yes, I did. I'm sorry, my memory is kind of bad right now. But yes, I also asked Intimacy if they were considered themselves aromantic, and they did not. And I had asked Vanilla Rose previously if they considered themselves to be asexual, and they absolutely do not. So <laughs> there is that. Um, there are some people who believe there is a lot of overlap between the two. Like if you're asexual, you're probably aromantic as well. Really? Not true. Oh. I think I kind of assumed it was the opposite. I thought, like, well, if you're not one, you're the other. But I guess you can be both. But then you just—I don't know. I guess I'm—I'm I'm still, I'm still learning about this yeah. whole about the whole A side of life. So you know. Yeah, the Ace Arrow side is it's not topic I'm well versed in. I, of course, I've done the readings and the research that you know V and Intimacy have sent to me, and we've discussed certain points. But as someone who does not live that experience, I cannot 
yeah. officially speak on it in that way. We're just trying to educate ourselves and educate you guys on the process. That's right. And so there's some great, you know, I posted some definitions in the show notes for both those episodes. I posted websites where you can find more information. Just try to keep it as inclusive and accessible as possible so everyone is able to learn more if they want to or if you're happy with how we discussed it and just be happy with it that's also fine too yeah and i just think those those two those the interviews themselves were just great like we learned so yeah. much we learned about yeah like them as people but also just how they live their lives and you know had me looking at myself a little bit differently like you know oh maybe maybe there's something to this relationship type or this uh sexuality type because the, I believe it was the aromanticism episode where, yep. where that's, that's with, uh, they, which is the intimacy? No. No. Aromanticism was V. V. Ah. Oh, that's what you were saying. I'm sorry. I just thought, I just thought, oh, Jen's singing again. She's not helping me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. With V. And I think she can, um, they kind of explained that there are like different types of love. And, you know, like not just the, the two that we kind of know of, you know, the agape and ero, erotic love. And I was like, oh, wait. So if there's these different types of love, maybe that could like help better um, explain my own relationship. So so that was one like main thing that I looked at from that episode. I was like, oh, this could apply to my life. And, you know, if you're if you're poly, that could be a thing, because, you know, sometimes in poly, you kind of have different relationships with each one of your partners. So, yeah. Yeah. And we also forget, you know, poly means many loves. It doesn't mean many sexual loves specifically or many yeah. romantic loves specifically. It just means many loves. And you guys uh, tailor your relationships however you see fit. You know, we've said that a million and one times. Just uh, tailor your relationships. That's all we can do. It's like it's back to school and you got to fit your uniform. Tailor your relationships. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Kids are back Throwback. to school. Oh, all right. Eesh. That's not going to go yeah, well. Not it's go not well. going well. It's not going well. But you know what? Sure. Everyone who is doing virtual school and homeschooling your kids in this time, God bless you. Everyone who is sending their kids to school, God bless you. God or whatever deity you worship or support or don't worship or don't support. You you know what I mean. God go with you, come now go with you. That's why I'm an I don't have children, so I don't have to do this. Yeah, um, don't got to think about nobody but myself. Well, myself and the wife and any yeah. other partners involved, but generally, <laughs> generally, myself. yeah. So uh, it is it is a difficult time. It's back to school time. Apparently, it was a holiday this week. Also, I was Labor Day on Monday. Oh, and so you, you know they're gonna be I, out there. I didn't even know what that was. But we have a Labor Day in Jamaica, but ours is in like when is Labor Day anyway? Is it in May? Um, I should know this. I live here. I want to say uh, yes for now. It's probably not, but you know. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes, it must be in May because it comes after Easter. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be so May or June. In May. Probably May. Or, May sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. And then, because we have Heroes Weekend in October, so yes, May seems like a likely candidate. If we are wrong. Do not Gosh, judge us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't remember things. Ever. But the point is, it's, it's slavery day over in America right now, and people are it's probably doing things they shouldn't be doing right now. 
Yeah. So in Jamaica, when we say Labor Day, it's actually like a day of service. So like we go out and like we paint schools and paint roads and do all this stuff. Labor Day in the U.S., the only thing I've heard is that you don't wear white after Labor Day. I guess it's like a Hamptons rich people girl from, thing or something. I don't yeah. know. From what I get, it's something to do with, with, the, with the troops. I think like a lot of American holidays have to do with the troops. It's like Labor Day. Then there's like uh, Memorial Day is also about the troops. And then there's Veterans Day. And maybe Labor Day is about unions and not the troops. Is that what it is? Cause some, cause they say know. Labor Day is supposed to be a time of, I think they say, after Labor Day is a time of mourning. No, it's not. Is it? I, don't I mean, know. I think that's where the white, the white thing comes yeah. from. Guys, we, we know we sound very... <laughs> we don't know what yeah. the hell we're talking about we right sound, now. Okay. 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 I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. So Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers. Oh, and it's On the first Monday in September. Not so bad. it's about the labor movement. Right. So it's about unions. Okay. Oh, so I'm the idiot. Yep. That's fine. That's, that's, that's my, that's my place here. on this podcast. <laughs> So what's, what's the white thing? Then? No, you get the smart one sometimes. It's totally fine. Um, I but yeah, I just wasn't sure. I was like, right, Labor Day in Jamaica. I don't even know why we do that. Maybe it's the same reason. Maybe it is also like a union thing. But we definitely take it as an acts of service day, where you do things to support communities and schools and stuff. I don't really know anyone doing stuff like that in the U.S. for Labor Day. Oh wait, or is it Memorial Day that you can't wear white after? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. No, at no, that you now. can't wear white after Labor Day. I That's remember that because it's a, it's a summer thing. Yeah, and they said it. Oh, the rule was created to separate the old money leaders from the new money group, huh? Yeah. So yeah, Hamptons. See, rich white people stuff. Sorry, guys. Sorry to all our white listeners, but you know what I mean. You 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 know you know how it is for y'all people. This is how we do it. Anyway, right. So diving into the meat of the episode, we talked about you know the two interviews that we had the past couple of weeks. They were really amazing. Of course, I will always link them back in the show notes because it was just fantastic conversations with two amazing people and I can't wait to bring them back. So I've already been working on bringing back Vanilla Rose for a panel of sorts, which we'll give you more information about as time passes. And Intimacy is going to come back with our favorite podcast man, Zach, Zachy Zach. They're going to talk kink. But that's not happening Ooh. yet. It's happening soon, but just something to look out for in the future. We're going to bring a lot of our guests back to talk about other things that they are super experty on. We got big things popping. Big things popping. And look, okay, you know what? See, that's what happens. <laughs> I just I get in the mood. I'm doing the thing. And uh, here we are. So let's talk about what else happened this week. So Friday night, Friday that just went. So assuming you're listening to the episode the second it drops. Thank you if you are. Uh, what are you up to late? But, you know, thanks. The Polycultural Diversity Alliance um, Ooh, had an event right. last mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. And it was like a happy hour of sorts. Because they're working on this new virtual platform, Hopin, which is, is very interesting. Uh, all this stuff used to be hosted on Zoom, but Hopin is a much more inclusive platform for events. And so I kind of really like it. But yeah. So it was a good time there. So if you happen to be in the room, for PCDA's event, then good to see you. Thanks for, you know, listening to the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me at that. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next event that they have coming up, which, well, the PCDA, the Polycultural Diversity Alliance, is putting on a virtual consent summit on September 19th. So we have one of the founders of the PCDA, 
coming in to talk to us. Well, you've heard before. Next episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's coming back. She'll be back, and we're going to be talking about consent and all stuff surrounding that. So that's amazing. And we have another special guest on that episode as well. <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, because you're probably wondering right now, what the hell is a consent summit? Don't worry, we cover it a lot. Yeah. We, we cover all, we talk, and that's coming up next week. So next week is when we're talking about consent, for sure. All up in there. I mean, I it's just an amazing conversation. And we also talk a bit about the digital get down. Mm, now, if you yeah. know, if you are old like I am, and you remember NSYNC's album, No Strings Attached, then you also remember the actual song, Digital Get Down. If you are not as old as I am, or older, then you oh, might know it is suffering. Yeah. You know, you've been saying it for a while now and I've been like, oh, it's probably some song I can't remember. Like, oh, right. I did hear that song. I actually did have that album for like, <laughs> yeah. I for like a month because I borrowed from somebody else because, you know, that's what you used to have to do. But that's what we did. But yeah, so cyber sex. Um, what's another, what's that other word they used for it in that last episode we did? Um, those, those new dating terms. What was it? Oh, the new dating terms? I don't, I don't know the old dating Yeah, the new, the new one where we talked. So, it was we called it cybering and they called it something else in that that other episode. Oh crap, what was it called? Ah, uh, I don't remember. You know what? It's oh, the fine. new terms that we learned. Oh yeah. damn, 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 damn. See? Oh, they're all so funny too. Yeah, some of them are so funny, but you know what, guys? If you wonder what we're talking about, just listen to episode three of season two. We went through some quarantine dating terms and stuff because that was really a fun conversation. So that's gonna be there. Um, so that's an update on what's past, what's to come. What else do we want to talk to you guys about today? Ha ha ha. Pi Dallas Millennium, of course. That's happening November 6th through the 8th. Uh, we're going to be a part of that. You guys will see our faces at PDM. Um, it's, of course, online. We'll post a link for that again in the show notes. You guys can always just reach out. They have some early bird tickets left i think last i checked so if you don't have a ticket yet better get run off and get, get it yeah get we know it. we're not talking about it really early but we you know we want you to be able to get there for as cheap as possible so that's what we're trying to say you know get those advanced tickets yeah they even actually have student tickets so if you are a student and you can prove that you are a student then there might even be an extra special discount ticket for you so look at that to look at if you are someone who wants to be a part of the expo. You're probably wondering online event, how could there be an expo? There is an expo feature where you can have links and videos to your shop and people can buy stuff through the platform. So if you want to be a vendor, you can also find a link for that. That's it. It's all there. It's all there. PDM is amazing. We're going to bring Ruby back, of course, closer to the time to talk to you in a bit more detail about what's going to be happening at Poly Dallas Millennium and what to expect. See, just sharing a bunch of secrets that we got coming out. Ooh, look at me spilling the tea tonight. All these teasers. This is like one of those, like, you know, like when Comic-Con happens and there's like 10 trailers. <laughs> it's kind of like what's going on right now. It's like, oh, here's a tease of what's happening next week. And then a tease of what's happening like a couple weeks down the line, you know? Like, don't think, again, once again, we, we, we it's, like a, it's like a cheaper version of a trailer. We can't afford, you know, music and score and you know the douche douche <laughs> this summer yeah, on monogamish this pod summer, right ruby makes Only a comeback her, right <laughs> yeah we can't afford all that extra graphics and stuff but don't worry someone else can and they will pay us for it i swear uh but yeah that that's what's 
we're looking forward to in the next several weeks. I think we have some more interviews coming out. We have some great conversations popping up. We're still looking for people who are in triads or swingers and you are people of color. If you are a swinger or in a triad as a person of color, slide into our DMs. We're still looking for people to feature parts of your conversation on the podcast, whether it's anonymous or otherwise, we are open to all options. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm begging at this point, but I just, <laughs> I want to know what, 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 how I want us to have these sorts of conversations to have as many people as possible sharing their stories so that we can give a well-rounded, you know, have a well-rounded discussion and dialogues around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one to be framed by just one person yeah. just as much as possible. Just one, or one type of yeah. you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why I also try to bring on guests who are not just queer black women. I know if you really look at our our guests, we actually realize a lot of them are queer women of color. But you know, I'm I'm trying to bring more dudes on as well. Okay, guys, I'm trying. Not hard, but she's trying. No, hey, kidding. They're co- they're coming. They're coming. Difficult. There's some guests coming up, and we've had someone before. Yeah, we had, you know, Zach and we had Kevin Patterson, Poly Role Models, and those are two guys that we've had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm here every week. I count. Yeah, Sham counts. There you go. See, I've had three guys on the podcast, and one is a regular, regular episode or person. Sham has been on every episode of Monogamish except for two of them. And I was in the intros, I think. I forget how that Yeah, was. I think so. Yeah, okay. exactly. See, he was like, guys, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This 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 episode is called conversations. So really, just you guys haven't figured it out yet. We're we just talking. conversations. Yeah, we're just talking. Um, so let's see. The next thing that we should probably talk about is um, how non-monogamous people are dating in the pandemic. Yeah, because we kind of we kind of touched on it. Um, I think in the the last kind of conversation episode where it was like, you know, yeah. that that one woman was like, you know, how she she wanted to tell her roommate that she shouldn't be able to date because of COVID. Yes. So, yeah. Shady bitch, still. But <laughs> So we're talking anyway. more generally now about how, you know, how our people are, people are coping in this time. Because it is rough. It is really rough. I mean, I think when the pandemic quote unquote started, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's been going on for several months in China before we got to this point. But when it started, I I think we all kind of naively thought it would only be for a short period of time. Oh, yes, but, we did. Um, we know better now. And this is an article that came out August 7th. So this is about a month old. But, yeah, we thought it was going to be for a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure. I thought it would be like outside living life normally by now. Nope. Nope. In fact, Numbers almost, are going up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Not one Ross. All right. We haven't done anything. So I think this conversation are of course even more important now because in the beginning a lot of non-monogamous people were foregoing seeing their partners or they were potting together, you know, they were quarantining together. But as time has worn on, you want to come back to some kind of level of normalcy, you know? It can't just be being away from your partner the entire time until COVID is over. Because when the fuck is it gonna be over? Boy, at this point, I have, I have no idea. But not looking like anytime soon. So yeah, we're gonna have kind of just have to learn to live with COVID. And by live with, I mean still try not to catch it. But you know, 
so I guess live around COVID. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gabrielle Smith, they are a writer and they've written some really, really great articles that we've shared on the pod before. So they wrote this one, August 7th, Nine Ways Namalaguas People Are Dealing With the Pandemic. Mm-hmm. So number one is we're now discussing COVID-19 concerns as a part of our normal safety precautions. And uh, I can definitely say yes. 1,000% that that is correct. Yep. Because even before this, you should have been having, you know, the safer sex conversations, whatever you need to do to, like, make sure whoever you're dating or being with is, you know, safe and, you know, living life right, getting tested and all that. But now there's an entirely new test yeah. that they need to take. There's, a, there's a, a, a different component to it. It's like, you know, how many partners have you had recently? Or are you engaging in risky sexual activity? You know, those are things that we used to ask before. But now it's kind of like, yeah, we want to ask those same questions, but also how many people are you around in the average week? Like, are you following best practices to prevent the spread of COVID? Like, are you wearing a mask? Are you washing your hands a lot? Are you, it's, ooh, I feel like it's just, it's getting a bit deeper into the kinds of questions that we're asking. And I have personally decided not to spend time with people who do not match my level of security. Right. So that makes perfect sense. How I am seeing COVID and how my, what I perceive to be my safety precautions, if you are not having similar precautions, I, no, mm-hmm. just no. Definitely not. It's funny. I just feel like not. before this, we were probably more discussing, you know, who are you been having like unprotected sex with as opposed to now you're discussing who have you been having unprotected conversation with? Like, who are you seeing yeah, who, non-masked, if anybody? Who are you talking to without a mask? Who, who is it? Yeah. Because like, like, that's life now. That's just, unfortunately, that's what we've got to de- deal with. So that's definitely something that's changed dating in these yeah. uncertain times. Oh, 1,000%. It's it's just something that we have to do. It's just, we just have to do this now. Then the next me. thing on the list is that some folks are forming poly bubbles. Now, you this know, one like I like. Quarantine pods. Yeah. So some people had quarantine pods like with their friends and family and loved ones and stuff. Um, some of them is like, you know, poly bubbles, which I think is a very fun, fun phrase, you know? Um, yeah. Even I don't know how you, well, I guess it depends on what you can afford. <laughs> Cause I, I, you know, if you can't, if you don't have a house big enough to just, you know, bring all, bring your whole polycule into one place, that might be difficult, but yeah, if I could, I would love to do this. Just like get a big old house. Like, you know, this is my room, this is my yeah. wife's room, my wife's partner's room. My, my my partner's room, my partner's partner's room. You know, these people don't all exist, but you know, in my head, <laughs> in your head, this would be the perfect like little. It's like full house, but sexy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, also, it's sort of a thing where you guys are only seeing each other yeah. in certain ways. Like you understand each other's boundaries, and you address it, and you don't make moves to put other people at risk. So. You, you know, wear masks in public and riding and car with the windows open and requiring new partners to get tested for COVID-19 before kissing them. Just to name a few. Like, are you even thinking about that? Oh. COVID spreads with, like, droplets. So oh, yeah. Kiss so definitely someone, kissing. Like, you COVID. It's like mono. <laughs> oh, God. A new kissing disease. Wow. Kissing has gotten so much more dangerous. Right? Super dangerous. So I've been seeing the pictures of people kissing, like, through masks. And I'm like, this is how we need to be doing it from now on till forever. Oh, God. No. Kissing his mask. Oh boy. Oh, 
Yeah. And see, the other thing they talk about is, you know, we're feeling the emotional toll of supporting multiple partners as well. Because, yeah, that's true. Like, you could be that person of support. If you have multiple partners, you could be that pillar of support for all those partners. And it is really, really hard to sustain. So usually I would think that not all of your partners are having a breakdown at the same time. Yeah, you'd hope. Uh, we are all having a breakdown at the same time because we're all trapped in this pandemic together. Yes, it's no one is okay right now. And if you're okay, good for you. But it's like we're all going through something. And I can imagine like if you have multiple partners and you're kind of the, the rock of your polycule, it must be tough right now. Even worse, because you're probably going through it yourself. Like usually... You know, if you have to deal with some stuff on your own, you can get through it and then help your partner in like another time. But now everyone's going through the same thing at the very same time. And that, that must be rough. Yeah. And I mean, there's also like you have being isolated totally fucks with your feelings, bro. It does. We, we admit it. We know it. It is. Oof. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a hard time out here for, especially if you're someone who practices solo poly where you don't nest with anyone, you don't have that kind of oh yeah it is hard in these streets man except not in the streets because you got to stay at home but these figurative streets these virtual streets these virtual streets these zoom streets these these zoom streets it's hard out here in these zoom streets and as a result of all this stuff we've had to recalibrate our relationships in response to covid like it's changed everything about how we do our lifestyle and how we prioritize our relationships. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, how do I say this? Um, there are certain other at-risk factors we're considering more now, right? Yeah. So we talk about incompatible lifestyles and, you know, risk activity and different levels of vulnerability to disease that are keeping people apart. Even as testing, you know, is more common in certain places. And like I said, some of these conversations are revealing hierarchies within previously equal relationships because some partners might start to feel more or less prioritized thanks to the logistics of the pandemic, just based on how things go. Yeah, I mean, it might not be on purpose, but sometimes things just happen, you know, either you're nesting with someone or maybe you're closer to someone or maybe, you know, one partner is immunocompromised and the other is not. So maybe you kind of feel more like reason to like kind of stick with that person and make sure they're okay. Yeah. And or you can't see them at all because of yeah. So, for example, what if your job requires you to be out there at risk all the time? Can oh, you spend yeah. time with your immunocompromised partner like that? Yeah, definitely. Oh boy, so many factors and yeah. yeah I mean, it, it can feel probably not great if you if you end up not being on the uh, the upper side of the hierarchy that when you thought it was equal. And you know, it's not even that you thought it was equal. I'd probably say. It probably was equal, but now it just yeah due to circumstance. Yeah, shit happens. Shit happens, and some people are you know putting their relationships like on the shelf. They're going on breaks. I mean, relationships are fluid anyway. Yeah. Once you're looking at things through a proper lens, yeah. I think some go from serious to casual, casual to serious, romantic to platonic. We we've all been through those sorts of things. Um, some people are, yeah, they're choosing to stay digital because they have different lifestyles despite proximity. So, which, of course, we bring that up, you know, with the digital get down next week. But it also means that folks need to be creative due to these long-term separations, right? Yeah. So. That's a good thing. I mean. 
you don't have a lot to work with right now, so you just got to make the best of what you got. Yeah, you there is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also the whole point of, like, what if you're living with someone and you have a partner that you cannot see? How do you juggle spending time digitally with your partner in a studio or a one-bedroom apartment? <laughs> yeah. So you got to find a ways to make that work. I don't know if that means, like, more online dates or you make, like, a special time to see them online or whatever but you know yeah it is it is difficult they, you know, they, people, yeah you've been talking about fun ways and creative ways to get dated and to do stuff um i know i have heard someone who they did like um they did a scenario where they pretend as if they had just met in a bar they had this conversation over text sort of thing like oh we've just met at a bar they're fake ordering drinks from the bartender sort of thing you know oh, like that's cute. you're kind of that whole thing there's another one where you order food for the other person you know from a restaurant you guys eat together you know you watch movies over zoom it's or skype or teams or g chat meet now whatever the options are these days yeah. you just yeah yeah i'm remembering that uh i guess it's not not monogamy related but you're in quarantine bay the, the guy who saw the girl on the roof oh yeah that fake shit yeah i remember that oh, it was fake oh i mean i mean it, it was too kind of perfect yeah but... <laughs> That's one way you could do things. It's like, hey, <laughs> I sent a drone with my phone number. Exactly. Fly my drone across to you on the opposite roof while someone magically records you from the other side. Awkward, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, mean that's I wouldn't suggest idea. sending your drone. Your... Sending... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No unsolicited drones, I don't think. But, you know. But definitely, I like the, I like the idea of like, oh, you know, you sit at your table, I sit at mine, and you kind of do the FaceTime thing. Stuff, stuff like that. And then, of course, you got to be more creative with the partners that are nested as well. Try to make the most of, you know, what you got, your little house. It's true. You got to do what you got to do. And I think I'm one of people who thrives in distance sometimes. I don't like being on top of someone too often. So if I lived with a partner, oh, I hate being on top. (laughs) But if I had to live with a partner right now just because of the situation, I would be me pulling my hair out i need my space i don't want to be around you all the time i i am grateful that i am not nesting with anyone right now i have my roommate and i already want to kill him all the time for just breathing in the house sometimes i'm like oh, why did you breathe in this house oh so yeah the reverse i was like okay right. now nah, being around people well that is something we have seen as a result like you know people saying like divorces are going up as people realizing that being around the same person for so long you know, maybe they didn't love them as much as they thought they did before. Or they just don't like their asses at all. Yeah, that's that's possible. That's got nothing to do with it. Like, if I don't like you, I can't be with you. I mean, that should be a given. But sadly, it's not these days. But it, it, it really should be. Yeah, which is why it's important to put the emotional connection in the front seat. Because you're not always able to become physically intimate with your partners. People whose primary love language is physical touch are probably like dying right now. Yeah. But it also means that you have to put the emotional connections for all of your relationships to the forefront because of how you have to talk and you have to be able to maintain these connections with your partners over this time period mm-hmm. for several months before you may be able to get freaky with them in real life. Yeah. There's not time for like, you know, the little shallow, you know, pickup line or somebody saw cute at the bar or on Tinder, I guess. Like, no, if you want to hook up in these times, 
they got to make sure they're worth it. So, I, I, I think. I mean, I think there's a something to be said about casual connections as well, but it, it definitely is not appearing that most people are open to. Okay, let me not lie. I, I personally don't know anyone who is open to casual, physical connections right now. Yeah, I mean, there's probably and, some. As we saw, most yeah, people have that like, sex club open. Yeah, I personally do not know them. Um, so I think people are, yeah, definitely trying to do, do what they need to do and to build proper connections with people, whether it is romantic or platonic or just being able to have a conversation with someone because you can't just rely on letting your body do the talking when you can't see them. Ever. Yeah, because this could be potentially like one of the few people you actually see in person for a couple months. So, you know, there's got to be at least some connection there. Yeah. And then, of course, the other thing is, that, of course, you're asking new questions while cohabitating for pandemic purposes. Like, you gotta, you gotta talk about some stuff and wondering what it means for the future and like how you practice your polyamory. Like, what if you, yeah, like I said, you have to quarantine or cohabitate with your immunocompromised partner. Like, what does that mean for the future of how you practice poly? Like, what is it gonna be like where the partner that you were living with, you guys go back to having your separate domiciles? Like, how, how is that gonna be? Or what if you were living apart from someone for a long period of time due to the connection and then they're supposed to move back in with you? How, how are you gonna handle that? Yeah, a lot of questions being asked right now about like moving forward because probably a lot of setups that work fine in the normal world. Now in this crazy COVID world, they, they just can't work responsibly at least. Yeah, things don't work the same way anymore. But it's cool because we are also making more online friends in this time period. Yep, yep, sure. All playground. Yeah, online means a whole lot more now. So finding like the right apps, the right websites to like connect with people is all the more important. And virtual events and online seminars and stuff like that. Like that's that's the best you can get kind of right now. I've been going to so many events. I'm actually going to Sex Down South this week. Um, Sex Down South is a conference <laughs> September 10th through 12th. Like I'm, I am doing virtual events like crazy. That is what I do. You, I you feel know like I go to somehow quarantine improved your social life. Like you're going out so much more <laughs> now. You're going to different places. I mean, you went out before, but now it's just like, oh, now you're like meeting people. You're like going to things, places you've never been before. I did, I did not go out before. Don't lie to the people. You know I don't go nowhere. You went to brunch. You went to brunch. Huh? Huh? Come on. Like once every three months. That's still going out. <laughs> it is. But you make it seem I was going out all the time. You know well, that was me. I was, I, was, I was trying to save face. I'm like, no, I'm not saying Jen was at home every night, you know, staring into the void. She did go out no. sometimes. I was at home every night reading my romance novels in bed. That's what I was doing. Yes, but now, since you can literally go out from your bedroom, you've been going out more and, yeah. you know, hosting events sometimes. Hosting events, going out more, podcast appearances. Um, I mean, literally, meet- quarantine led us to meeting people for this yes, podcast. Did. That's how we got connected with PDM in the first place. And, you yeah, know, like, um, PDCA and all these wonderful people that are now in our lives that we may or may not have been without quarantine. Yeah. So. Yeah, online. I, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I was able to find some great romance friends and some great black 
polyamorous friends and just been working it out that way. And we've been able to meet other people and talk to them and have more guests for the podcast, talk about the lifestyles that we know nothing about. So it's been fabulous, but it still means that communication is still super important for poly people. I said right now, I think we're feeling a bit more vulnerable than ever and uncertain about the future. So if we want any relationship we have right now, friendship, romantic, et cetera, sexual, we have to like proactively communicate. We have to tell people how we feel about them, what we're scared about, what we need. This is not the time to make assumptions about nothing. That's nope. pretty much the point of this. We got to communicate and because no one can read our minds. It's especially not, especially not in a pandemic. No one's reading my mind right now. Nope. Especially like over text and stuff. There's no like, oh, I wonder what he means by this. Now, there's no reading the tone or whatever. Even over Zoom, it's hard to like pick up on like non-visual cues and stuff. So just be clear and, you know, communicate as best. We, we've said it many times before. Communication is the most important thing. Always communicate effectively, like everything, your feelings, intentions, whatever it may be, just communicate. Effective communication is key. You are absolutely correct. But yeah, so those are some nine ways in which we are still doing our stuff throughout this pandemic-y situation. Um, of course, I'm sure these topics are very general and seem to cover like a lot of things. So if you had something more specific that you wanted to share with us, you can always send us a voice message yep. through Anchor. You have that option. You can tell us like, hey, I thought your thing was stupid. Or, hey, you're so right. Or, hey, I'm doing things this way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Send, send us a dating story if you have any. Like, <laughs> if you have a quarantine dating story, let us know how it went. Cool. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear a quarantine dating story because it brings us directly to our next topic, which is about... The best dating apps for those who identify as non-monogamous. Look at that. You can use these apps, and, hopefully. And then maybe you can get a quarantine dating story to then send to us. Yeah, yeah, there is that. I just want to say that I remember back in the day, you couldn't really identify as non-monogamous on a dating app. So it didn't really come up that way like if you were not monogamous you kind of had to like know who the people were and kind of know how to or like sneak it in your bio or something forums or thing yeah you only add it to your bio and now some dating apps allow you to actually choose like oh i am not monogamous like looking for non-monogamous people yeah and you can like search it and stuff it's cool yeah it's great so i'm into it um so i i think i have talked a bit about dating apps on here before and like what i've used Yes, yes, I have. have it in my bio. So Hinge is not the best app for non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy, of course, like we always say. Um, it perpetuates monogamy. So it doesn't give you the option to like really design your profile like the way that you want, the level of exclusivity you want. It's just, yeah. Um... Hinge is a good website, don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel that I could truly be my non-monogamous self in there in the best way possible, because there was no real way to identify it. I had to like answer a random question and include it that way. It was just, it was odd for me. Yeah. And their whole thing is like, well, the their, um, their tagline is designed to be deleted, which yeah. kind of, you know... <laughs> If you're not monogamous, no, you don't find one person and then you end it, you'd keep going. So 
I can see from their very, like, from the mission statement, they're already not thinking with non-monogamous people in mind. Nah, they're really not. But it's okay. Um, let's it's, see. It's funny. Isn't Hinge uh, a relationship type? Yes. Like a, like a child without, without, like, with one piece missing. So. so, 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 okay. So if you are the Hinge. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And you're between two. People. I'm dating you, and the wife is dating you. You know, so but but you're not dating each other. We're not dating each other. Yeah, yeah that's so the you hinge. Have the hinge in that. You are okay. the hinge. Yes, yeah, I just knew what I just knew. I remember that being in that monogamy somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting you these terms down, people. Don't worry. In that relationship. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so everyone knows the most popular dating apps out there right now are Tinder and Bumble. Of course, they are not perfect. Can't of escape course, them. But they're easy to use, and a lot of people have them. So you are very likely to run into more non-monogamous people on the app, but you got to wade through a lot of people to really get to what you're looking for. So there is that. Yeah. And boy, they're, they're right when they say it's very simple because it's, it's so weird. It's just looking at people, people's pictures and just like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like yeah. just, I mean, you can look at the profiles and all that stuff too, but it's really just, just straight up. Simple. Yeah, it's just, is this face one you'd like to be close to? Yes or no? So maybe yeah, not the most nuanced experience for a non-monogamy. No. no, it's not. But it works. A lot of people find I've found many non-monogamous people on yeah. both those sites. I never dated any of them, but I found them. <laughs> and I guess the the thing, if you're looking for someone non-monogamous, you can't search. Can you search by that on, on Tinder or Bumble? No. Okay, so <laughs> so... So yeah, so still not the best. It's just like you can find people incidentally, but not like if that's your goal. Yes, you can't search for them. Um, and the winners, according to this article for non-monogamous dating, are Field and OkCupid. Of course, I think OkCupid is a dumpster fire for many reasons, but <laughs> it wow. it works. Hold it works. dumpster fire. Yeah, it, it's not the worst one out there. That's plenty of fish, but OkCupid oh, is pretty. Pretty horrible for me. In my, I have had not many good experiences off OKCupid. I mean, they do have compatibility quizzes and they have all these stuff that you can do to customize your experience. And I mean, in 2014, OKCupid added expanded gender and sexuality options for users to, sele- to select. In 2016, they added the non-monogamy options. So it's, it's definitely easier to find non-monogamous people on OKCupid because of the questionnaire-driven algorithm that they have, and it allows folks to really look for what they're looking for, you know? So even okay. if you match with someone, mm-hmm. um, you can still see your compatibility percentage. So if you answer a lot of the questions similarly, your percentage compatibility will be higher. I like OkCupid for that reason alone. I have never personally used Field, so it was formerly called Thrinder. That's a Thrinder thing you were talking oh, about. Oh, that's right? Thrinder. Yeah, around. it was used to be called Thrinder, but it's called Field now, yes. So huh. there is that. So what is it now then? <laughs> now I'm curious because like I saw this and I was just like, okay, I don't know what Field is. I'm I'm still trying to work out the name because it's just like, all right, what what's the what's the fun thing that's happening here? Because you know, all these dating apps have like a thing. It's like it's like either the word is like has a double meaning or something. So like I think Tinder is like fire, you know. Um Thrinder was oh, like maybe. Tinder, but with three. But field yeah, so is I like, I guess, just, yeah. people in, in a field. Is that romantic? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to be about. I don't know why it's called that. But yeah, 
So they claim to be a sex positive space for humans looking to explore dating beyond the norm. So you can make a profile, upload photos of yourself, link your account to a partner as well. So oh. it's not, so you can do all of that. So there are ways to specify your interests and desires and choosing your gender identity, your sexuality, what types of accounts you want to see. If you don't want to see couples, you can choose not to see couples. If you only want to see women, you can choose that. You can kind of tailor the experience based on what I've seen. So having personally never used it, I cannot vouch for it exclusively, but it seems to be pretty high up there in the list. Yeah, and based on these features, they sound pretty good. Like the whole linking your profile, someone has a profile sounds kind of cool. Like me and the wife could have separate profiles, but you know, if somebody wants to be with me and I'm cool with them learning about her as well, then, you know, it's right there. And it, it's also like a separate profile. So yeah, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll oh. have to do like a, a field test one day. A, a field test. Yeah, we'll, wow. have to, we'll have to do a field test. Look, Look at, at you that. being I, smart and funny. I wasn't even trying, but yeah, it just happens naturally. <laughs> there is, let's see, there is another dating app that I know about through Mai, who we had on episode one, Adam and Mai. They work for hashtag open which is another ethically non-monogamous dating app. So you can connect and explore with more ethically non-monogamous people and their partners. So it's, 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 it seems interesting. I, again, personally haven't used it, but of course my work with them and has great things to say because she started out in the app as a user before she even worked for them. So worked out great, worked out wonderfully. Um, that's another option, just throwing it out there in yeah. the universe if you want another one so if you're holed up in your house right now can't really go out dating like you used to eh, try a new app you know what's the worst that could happen i mean well i guess heartbreak or a murderer well not even a murderer because yeah, you should not be inviting anyone to your house right your now house. Yeah. yeah he's not wearing a mask why would he be at your house oh wow what well okay that you probably used to be scared of people coming to your house wearing masks but now you better be Excuse me, sir. Where's your mask? What are you doing here? Nah. What a world we living in. But you know, we're we're all we're all going through it. But we're all going to try. And you know, maybe one of these dating apps can help you get through it. Maybe it can. Like I said I've been doing a lot of my connections, um, meeting people through the many events and websites. Not necessarily dating apps for sure, but. Um, I've just been connecting with people and getting to know them and being open to whatever comes my way. It's probably the best way of putting it. So if you too would like to slide into my DMs, you are free to do so. Ooh. But don't be a weirdo or a creeper. I don't like those. Oh, I'm disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You have like permanent access to my phone like at all times. Hey, you might me I see it. <laughs> Sorry to all the other uh, creeps and weirdos out there. Bush, not but for, you know, I'm, I'm, no, no, we're not that sorry. But yeah, <laughs> no, but it's good. I think that we've covered quite a bit of conversation today. Like we said, next week we're talking to two amazing guests about yep. digital content and the digital get down. Very fun chat. You're gonna want to listen to this. This is again teaser. Definitely tune in next week. It's gonna be great. Mm. There was a lot of great energy happening in that. Oh, <laughs> there was oh boy. energy off off the bat. Let's. You know, this happens a lot where, you know, the podcast start and it's usually just, you know, it's chill, normal, whatever. And then we just, just, just jump into something <laughs> like other left field. It's like, oh, whoa, this just got real sexy real quick. How did that happen? This this might be one of those situations. It might be our sexiest episode yet. That's also possible. Yes. 
yeah yeah yeah, if that's see. not reason to listen, I don't know what is. Well, see, there's, there's nothing else really that I can think of that I want to talk to you guys about, except for, again, if you are in a triad or are a swinger, please slide into our DMs. Hit us up. Or send us an email. Mm-hmm. So you can guess. message us at monogamishpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on Twitter and Instagram at monogamishpod. Those are also amazing options for you, how to reach us. Yep, DMs are open. Me directly at Have You Met Jen, J-H-E-N. I'll put a link there. That's also Twitter, Instagram, whatever. So if you don't want Sham to read your messages right away, you can <laughs> oh, wow, also... Yes. It's fine, it's fine. Personally. I understand. Because <laughs> we, we, share, we share the podcast accounts, guys. You must know that by now. And also, I'll do so, the plugs for you. Was, you know, Have You Met Jen is her, you know, her, her book, her book account. Yeah. My Bookstagram account. So if you well. like her, you know, if you like how she talks about books on this podcast, on Shelf Life, then, you know, you can get her all her wonderful book opinions right there. Shelf Love. Oh, so close. So close. So close. It's okay. I'm a Shelf Lovely. So I, I'm the Chief Shelf Lovely, which I mentioned on the episode. Like I said, that link's going to be in our bio. Yes. But yeah, so that's that's where we talk about all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Where else do people want to find us, Sham? Yeah. Them. So I think you said Twitter, Monogamish Pod, so Instagram. Also, monogamishpod, monogamishpod.com for the detailed show notes and other fun stuff. You can you can listen to the episode from there, too, if you want. You know, it's it's embedded. Um, like, subscribe, rate and review, five stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. I think Maybe they're trying to add it. some new ones. Oh, Spotify. I think we're on Spotify, too. Yeah, we're definitely on Spotify. Um, what else do we want to say? Oh, support us on Patreon. Ah, uh, yes. Because Patreon. we post bonus content on Patreon just for you guys. So you have a bonus episode every single month. We might we've got two bonus episodes a month. You don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. And other stuff, um, you know. And other stuff. Lots of clips, behind the scenes things, photos. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash monogamishpod. You can also find us on SoundCloud when we remember to post episodes. All yeah. of our most recent episodes are going to be on SoundCloud. So the last two or three are usually up there. Yeah. Sadly, you won't see those at midnight, you know, like like everywhere else. But, you know, most likely the next day you'll get it on SoundCloud if you prefer SoundCloud. Some people do. Yeah. So just search for SoundCloud.com slash monogamishpod. Um, we said where we were going to be at. You can also support us on Anchor as well. Sorry, by the way. So if you want to just give us money just for making a podcast, you can support us on Anchor. <laughs> the link for that is going to be in the show notes. Yes, we, we are very pro-free money here. Well, not free money. We have we're, done the work already. <laughs> but, yeah, we've done the work. We're pro-support. That's yeah, what we are. Yeah, there it is. You're pro-support. Um, there's something else I'm forgetting. What am I forgetting? I don't know. Did the website... We did our Instagram handles. We did our Twitter handles. We talked about where you can find us. Crappers. Did the I Patreon. I think we, else. I think we yeah, we plugged the Patreon. I think, I think we did everything. everything. I mean, no thing left is, you know, our friends over. Yeah. Our friends at allplayground.net. Yes, of course. You know, check them out. Wonderful place yeah. for. Join our community. I post nudes on there. Well, not nudes, but, you know, nudes. Yeah, like, like stop of. enticing the people. I mean, if, if that's what it takes, but, you know, don't get their hopes. Well, I'm, I'm just up. telling the truth. Like, yeah. I, there, is, there is a nude on there. I didn't say it was nudes of me. Oh, look at that. Look at that. 
Oh, it's someone who knows how to, how to get around the uh, like the light laws <laughs> and stuff. It's like, oh no, I didn't say my nudes, I, Your Honor. I never promised they were of me. I just said there were nudes on there. So just check it out. Yeah, altplayground.net. Sign up today. Get started on your own sexy adventure and join us on our adventure through the podcast and the sponsorship. Uh, once again, that's all I got for you. I don't know what I did there, but I'm making noises. I'm just going to talk until I feel comfortable again. Anyway, back again. I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Sham. And, and we're monogamous.